Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 198 of the People Powered Business Podcast. We are edging ever closer to episode number 200 and I have an exciting episode coming to you for the 200th episode of the podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be loads and loads of fun. So just a couple of weeks away until that now. Now, at the time this episode is going live to air, we're at that time of year, that weird and odd time of year where no one really seems to know what day it is, what they're meant to be doing, where they're meant to be. It's kind of really weird, isn't it? For some people, it's bliss, right? They love that time of year where they can just literally forget about every normal responsibility that their life holds. Not so much for everyone, though. Some people find that very, very stressful. And throughout this year, one of my big realisations as an entrepreneur has actually been around the importance of sleep. I don't know whether you have those reflections at the end of the year and you think, oh, what have I sort of learnt this year? What are the things that have sort of come into my orbit as being important? And interestingly for me, it has been around sleep because I used to think that my ability to function on very few hours of sleep every night was some kind of superpower (laughs) that I had. And I had no problem sharing with people, yeah, no worries, I've had three or four hours sleep, I'm totally fine. And... All the research that I've been listening to and looking into this year around optimizing productivity and, um, you know, health, mental health, you know, brain functioning, I'm really interested in the brain generally, has kept pointing back, and maybe because I'm, you know, it's really needed to slap me in the face for the message to get through, the importance of proper, really good sleep, which I found really interesting. It kept showing up as a theme. Now, Whilst I've understood the importance of it, I'm certainly not saying that I have nailed it or have it perfected in any way. Far from it, in fact, I still don't get solid, proper, regular, consistent, good sleep patterns happening, despite knowing that it's really going to be good for me and good for my business. So I'm certainly not going to, you know, educate you on sleep today because that would be silly because I'm certainly no, no expert on it. But what I thought I'd chat to you about today at this time of year when we've got a little more time on our hands usually is around a broader concept of rest because actually there's different types of rest it's not just about sleep and a lot of the people I was talking to in the lead up to the Christmas period about you know are are they closing down are they working through what are their plans what are their team's plans they were saying to me things like um I'll be around but I'm just happy the phone's not going to be ringing (laughs) so they were happy to be working they just didn't want to have to deal with customers for a little bit of time. They needed some space from that. Or um, I'm going to be catching up on things, but I'm just glad that I don't have a team to manage for that period of time. So again, happy to be working on their business, in their business, but just looking for a break from that sense of responsibility around team. And it got me thinking about some research I had looked into earlier in the year about different types of rest. So today I thought I'd share with you the seven types of rest that have been identified by an expert in this field, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. 
So we're going to unpack the seven different types of rest that she's found in her research. Look at where the different types of rest might be needed and what are the warning signs that you might see for yourself or sometimes more importantly with your team that they're lacking in rest in one of these particular places. And I thought this was a good time of year to discuss how we can better approach rest as entrepreneurs and business owners, because typically most of the entrepreneurs and business owners I know, we're not really all that great at, some of us are better than others, for sure. When I say entrepreneurs, they're excellent at protecting their holiday time, their rest time, their boundaries. But I think the vast majority of us really struggle with some of those things. We feel a sense of responsibility. So I thought I'd share my experience of how I've tried to build in some protections to create these different types of rest in my days and weeks. So firstly, let's start with unpacking these seven different types of rest, because I found this really fascinating when I looked at this information. So as I shared, this is um, a list, I guess, compiled by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who is a physician. So she's a doctor. She's a work-life integration researcher, which is very interesting, and, and an author, of course, based in Alabama in the States. Alabama. just feel the need to say that very strangely every time I hear that location. And as a doctor, uh, she was seeing firsthand that getting good quality sleep in herself and her patients was actually not enough. So um, she was noticing patients were coming to her saying, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling exhausted, but they were getting a good solid eight hours sleep every night. And then she started noticing the same trend in herself. She knew how important sleep was. She had a great sleep routine, and yet she was feeling the signs of exhaustion, burnout, tiredness. And she thought, hmm, there must be more to this than just sleep and went looking for answers. And her research led her to find that rest more broadly can be dumped into seven separate categories or seven different buckets. And each of them has its own merit, its own importance, and may show up at different times in terms of really needing that kind of rest. So what are these seven types of rest? So firstly, we've got the known one, the physical rest, sleep, in other words, like we know about this. We know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. But if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, yeah, it's just fluff, I'm fine, I can cope with less sleep, and you probably can, I found some really interesting research, and that is the Sleep Health Foundation found that four in 10 Australians, so almost half of all Australians, are not getting enough sleep. And the research they conducted showed that poor sleep was said to be the cause of over 3,000 deaths and 17, more than $17 billion in lost productivity in one year alone. You know, as a business owner and entrepreneur, lost productivity is something we try to avoid, right? $17 billion in lost productivity as a result of poor sleep in one year alone. That is mind-boggling. And a direct correlation of poor sleep to 3,000 deaths in a year, like totally avoidable, right? So the first type of sleep is physical rest, sleep, that we need to get proper, good quality, regular, consistent sleep. I get it's easier said than done. I'm going to come to that in a moment. So what are the other types? Okay, the second type of rest that the Dr. Soundry Dalton-Smith established was sensory rest. 
Now, Zoom fatigue, anyone? Anyone experienced that before? I know, you know, I work remotely and virtually with people, so I'm on Zoom a lot of my days, and some days I'm on Zoom a lot. And those days, it is, it, it does feel like more exhausting than other days because you have to show up in a very different way on camera for meetings than you do in person. And in fact, some of the reasons uh, and the background behind this kind of rest being important, it was showing that when we're in a room having meetings with people in person, we're all getting the same sensory load, right? Because we're all in the same room. When we're on Zoom and maybe have a meeting with the same 10 people that we were once in a room with, we're then getting nine other sensory inputs. So in t- in- instead of, I should say, one sensory input because we're all in the same room, we're getting nine different screens in front of us on a Zoom call. So it actually does um, make sense in that sense that we would feel that sense of overwhelm um, from that kind of um, sensory overload, I guess. And so having rest at a sensory level is really important. And I think most of us could probably acknowledge that. The third type of rest is mental rest. And the doctor described this in her research as having too many tabs open in your brain. I did laugh when I read that because my brain sometimes, my computer screen has 85 tabs open at any one time. So you can only imagine what's going on in in my brain. And I think for a lot of us, it is the case that our brains are full of sometimes information we don't even need to be keeping in there. So this type of rest is about closing down those dialogues in your brain. And we've spoken on the podcast before about, for example, the third space and creating that space for gaps between brain information. So this is about giving your brain a break, which is amazing. The fourth type of rest is emotional rest. And this can be really important for leaders of people, but also on our teams, our team members that are in customer facing roles or dealing with people all day long. Because generally when we are dealing with people, whether it's our team or whether it's customers, we're taking on their issues and their problems. And it can can have a very high emotional load on us, even if we don't actually realize it in a cognizant way. So having emotional rest away from that is really important. Now, the fifth type of rest I found fascinating, and I'm going to share with you a little later how I didn't see this as rest for a long time, but it's creative rest. So creative rest is about creating space for creative thinking, idea generation, and this is really important even if you're not a creative person or in a creative role, because creating this kind of rest allows for ideas to spark, for things to become clear, and I never saw that as rest before, but it is really important. The sixth type of rest is social rest, way more important for our introverts and our extroverts generally, but it's about surrounding ourselves with people that fill our cup up, not deplete from it, and also about maybe having a rest from social interaction altogether if that's what you feel you need to do. So having social rest. And the final, the seventh type of rest is spiritual rest. Now, this could be faith or community-based, so it's not necessarily religious in its uh, intention, but this is about creating space for a sense of belonging, contributing to a greater cause, contributing to something really that makes you feel really good, um, being part of something bigger than you, that sense of community, which of course comes with faith-based religions, but also comes with a whole range of other environments that we can find ourselves in. So creating space for spiritual faith or community type rest is really important as well. 
So seven different types of rest. And I know some of these sound like, well, is that really rest? But I'm going to share with you some of these warning signs and you'll see it is really all different types of taking a break, which is rest, right? So let's have a look at what it might look like when we're needing this kind of, of rest. And this is largely from my own experience with the teams I've, I've observed, my own teams with, with me, myself as an entrepreneur, and all the other business owners and entrepreneurs that I work with. These are some of the things that we see. So let's start with the obvious one, physical rest. What are the signs? What are the warning signs that it might be needed? This is probably the most obvious. You're exhausted. You are literally exhausted. You just want to sleep. Your body's telling you to sleep for a reason. Some of the less obvious signs are maybe an inability to concentrate. You might start to see a higher error rate with yourself or with your team. And of course, reduced productivity is a definite sign that your body needs physical rest. Now, you know, depending on what you do in your workplace and what your team does, it might show up in different ways, of course. Uh, You know, if you think about a team member who's maybe in a warehouse or in a production facility, error rates in those environments are very costly and potentially very dangerous as well. So if you're starting to see the warning signs that things are not as they usually are, and, and often this is about a change, someone that's usually very accurate, has a high error rate, it may be a sign that they need some rest. And it may not be just because of the job. I want to flag this. They might have something going on personally. They might have been out partying. They may have, they may be trying to work a second job to make ends meet right now. So it could be for a whole range of reasons, but this is what you're looking for in your workplace. So that's, I guess, a more obvious one. What about sensory rest? What's that all about? And what are the warning signs? Just note to yourself how you feel after a, a bit of a sensory overload feel, uh, period. I see it when I've been on Zoom calls all day that I feel more tired. I, I kind of need a break from the computer. And for me, I also feel it when I'm in a Zoom call that's one-on-one versus a Zoom call with 10 or even 100 people on it. That requires a very different level of energy, intention, attention from, from me and from anyone who's in that environment And so the 10 or 100 people call requires a lot more energy output from me than a one-on-one Zoom call. So I am more likely to need rest sooner as a sensory perspective if I've been on very big Zoom calls compared to a one-on-one Zoom call. Now, I think we need to flag as well that we've got a lot of right to disconnect laws coming into play in Australia. This is where It's been written into enterprise agreements and modern awards that employees have the right to not check their emails after hours and to not be on call after hours because they need this sensory rest. Now, if they're not getting sensory rest, you might feel irritable. You might struggle to switch off. Your team might be less resilient, so they sort of react to things that they previously wouldn't really have reacted to. That could be a sign that they need sensory rest. Now, the third one, mental rest. I heard a great quote a little, not that long ago, actually, and it was so profound to me that I wrote it on a post-it note and have it at my desk. It says, your brain is for strategy, not for storage. And I've written it on a post-it note and have it at my desk for a reason. I am terrible at having 3 billion tabs open in my brain at any one time. And I think I don't want to play the mum card here, but I think as parents, we tend to as well, generally. Um, 
And so we've got a lot going on. It's not just about the business. It's not just about what's in front of us for that day. It's about, are the kids okay? Did they get to school all right? Did I forget to put this in their bag? Uh, do they know how they're getting home? Did they pack their work gear? Like, there's a lot, right, going on in our brains. And it can feel very overloaded. So the signs you will notice in yourself are that feeling of overwhelm and overload and just not being able to get your thoughts clear. With your team, they might withdraw. They might be a bit short-tempered or even scrambled or overwhelmed in their reactions. That's probably a sign they need some mental rest. Emotional rest is our next one. Now, this can be a little bit harder to spot in your team, so you really need to watch out for your high-risk people here. And the high-risk people from an emotional rest perspective are those that the team members confide in, talk to constantly, share everything with. They become their quasi-workplace counsellors without even meaning to. You've really got to watch out for that and watch out for that for yourself as well because our nature is that we will take that on. Or maybe team members that have a huge customer load and feel responsible for the delivery of things. These people may be more susceptible to needing emotional rest sooner. Um, so again, the same kind of symptoms might show up. They might withdraw. They might become intolerant to things, um, but more likely they will just contain it and you won't see the signs. So you do have to watch out for that one. Creative rest. How do we know when we need creative rest? Ever felt stuck? Couldn't move forward despite it seemingly being easy to you, the fact that you should move forward? Maybe your team are stuck with not being able to come up with an idea. The ideas just aren't flowing. Frustration can be very high in teams that are usually very creative and it's not working right now. Um, or you just can't seem to figure out a pathway forward. It's not clear. That's a sign you need creative rest. So uh, that one can be pretty obvious to spot. Social rest, this is going to be very different for different people on your team and for you as an entrepreneur, depending on your personality type. Introverts are going to need more social rest because they fill up their cups from not being around people constantly. I know that sounds terrible, but your extroverts love socializing. They love being around people. So they're going to need less social rest generally. But really what this comes down to is spending time with people that lift us up, that fill our cups up, and not spending time with people that deplete energy from us. Um, but social rest will be different for different people on your team. So that's really about knowing your team. And finally, spiritual rest. Now, this spiritual, I'm not so sure I love the wording in that. I like to call it maybe community-based rest, but, you know, different for different people. And I would probably be cautious to use the spiritual or faith-based words in the workplace unless you knew that that was very aligned to your team members. Um, but I think my gut intuition is we're going to see this required more and more of our team members because our generations coming through into the workplace now have a very high desire to contribute to something beyond themselves, to feel like they're connected to a greater cause. And if their workplace doesn't necessarily have to be the one to give that, but they may need to give rest or space for the employee to engage in that in other ways, and it'll be really helpful to their productivity. So this might be around the, the subtle signs might be people aren't really feeling aligned or, you know, in like they're in the right place, not feeling fulfilled at work, feeling like it's pointless, I don't belong here. They're the kind of things that might show up if someone's needing that kind of community or spiritual rest. So hopefully that helps with your team. But what I really want to focus on today is how can we as entrepreneurs <laughs> approach rest better? And this is my own experience 
my own observations again in terms of how I've approached this. First, firstly, physical rest. Just get your sleep routine sorted. <laughs> now, I hand on heart know that that is easier said than done and I don't have mine sorted, but it is really important. And I am a, a lot more conscious of it. And in 2024, I will try and be better <laughs> having a better sleep routine because I do understand the importance of it. Other people, though, approach this slightly differently and they, because sometimes it really is hard, you know, depending on the season of life you're at. So they might add other restful activities into their day, like yoga or meditation, to create that physical rest in a non-sleep setting. Now, that doesn't get rid of the need for sleep. However, there might be other ways you can build that in. And I know a lot of business owners, owners and entrepreneurs use things like yoga, Pilates, which is, Pilates is quite physical still, but yoga and meditation, which are much less physically demanding, unless you're a you know, gun yoga <laughs> poser, um, but generally are very calming uh, on the body. So there can be other things you can do that are purely around sleep, but that sleep routine is important. Now, sensory rest. How can you approach getting sensory rest into your day? I don't know about you, but I am shocking at setting boundaries. Shocking, when it, especially when it comes to my clients. I will tell myself I'm only going to do meetings on certain days and suddenly I've got meetings every day of the week, all hours of the day, and that is problematic from a sensory rest perspective. So a couple of things is uh, bulking your meeting times together. So that's something I'm going to be doing next year. I won't be doing consulting type meetings on at least two weekdays a week because I need to create that space. Um, the other thing that I've heard people do, and I would love to be able to do this, I haven't done it yet, is not checking their emails first. <laughs> Slave to the inbox here. Um, so I know business owners that do not check their email until after 10 a.m., because they spend the first hours of the day doing work that is either more productive or nurturing for themselves or creative before they get into their emails. Because that my inbox is my sensory overload place. Um, it's not just Zoom. So that can be a really good approach to take as well. Now, mental rest. Again, your brain is for strategy, not for storage. So how do we create mental rest? A few approaches that I've heard about people using and that I use myself to a degree, I certainly know entrepreneurs and business owners who do their to-do list the night before because it helps brain dump all the tabs that are currently open in their brain and they close them off one by one by either putting a calendar note in for themselves, writing a manual to-do list, scheduling things in. And I think that is a great strategy, actually. I might try and adopt that one. I also know a lot of business owners that journal every day. Now, I have tried journaling and it's not for me. I just can't seem to get a flow with it, but I know others that use this religiously and really swear that it helps them so much with creating that mental space. A way that I might try journaling, and I haven't done it yet, but it's a thought that I have, is using an audio tool um, so that whilst I'm out walking or something, for example, I can get that mental load off my head so that I've got space from a mental rest perspective. So that might be something you might want to try as well, sort of audio journaling. Um, so there's some strategies that might create mental rest. Emotional rest, this is hard. This is hard for us entrepreneurs. I sometimes have to have a don't talk to me time <laughs> with, with my family actually because sometimes during the day 
I am dealing with a lot of problems, a lot of stress, not from me, but from my clients. Um, and I'm taking on that emotional load because that's my job. That's my role. And I need some space to just debrief that a little bit internally. And I can't take any more input some, sometimes. So I'll just have, I need an hour's quiet time if I can create that. Uh, certainly having a friend, a mentor or, or a professional like a psychologist that you can go to to debrief with so important. I think we undervalue the use of therapy in our lives. And I think that's really important. But even just having someone that you can go to and say, I just need to debrief. And they're just there to listen and not do anything else with that. So who's your tribe? Who can you go to? I think that is key for emotional rest with business owners. Creative rest. Now, this one I have been doing for a long time, but I didn't call it rest, to be fair. But I probably about 10 years ago realized that if I didn't create space for me, I could not be creative in my business. And when I say creative, just even sensible and constructive and come up with the right ideas. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed and or stuck, I will go for a walk, even 15 minutes. Um, I'm very fortunate. I live very close to both National Park and the ocean. So it's not difficult you know, in a few minutes time, I can be seeing the ocean. So for me, that's, that's really helpful to create that brain space. So I exercise daily for my creative space, my emotional space, my brain space, more than anything physical, um, bushwalking the beach for me to do any actual business planning. I literally have to remove myself from where I usually work. I can't do it at my desk. I get stuck I get distracted by all the emails. <laughs> so for me, that's what I do. And that removing myself, and I have to do it for a period of time, two hours is not enough, is where I can get creative and come up with ideas. Maybe for you, it's going to like an art gallery or listening to some music, thinking about ways that really feed your brain to, to allow for creativity and allow you to switch off from the usual stuff. Because I think that disconnection point is really important. Social rest. There's two approaches I have here. Find the people who fill you up, who just you always feel better having spoken to them, spent time with them, and remove people from your life that don't. And my biggest suggestion here is it is okay to say no to social things. I've been very good at that in the last couple of years, in fact, probably a little, I might have swung the pendulum too far, but. Saying yes to every social thing when you need a break is not the answer. So it's okay to say, if you don't want to go to something, don't go. I mean, unless it's your sister's wedding, you should probably go to that. But don't go to everything and spend time with people that make you feel good. I have a group of other business owners. We've become friends through local business networks and so forth. And we catch up maybe once a quarter for lunch. And I will make time for that every time. Because even though I'm really busy and have a million other things to do, I always walk out of that having had intelligent conversations, having got insights about things and had a great time and I always feel great when I leave. So even as an introvert, that is something I would prioritise. And what about the spiritual community type rest? Now, this is going to be different for all of you. If you are a faith-based person, that's where you go. That is going to create that space, that type of rest for you. For me, it's always been about um, either community or charitable work and trying to build that into my business, actually. So um, for many years, along with some other local business owners, we ran a, a charity event called Pink Rose Day. It took up a 
bucket load of time, if I'm honest, but it felt good. We were giving back to a local charity. It was fun. The other business owners were all invested in terms of their time and energy and products. One of the rose growers locally was involved. So that was great. Um, After that, I was involved in uh, the uh, school fair for my kids' school every year. And that was giving back to the community, um, to the parish, to the school. So that was great. That that was that type of rest for me. Um, so it can look different for everyone. Some people love to volunteer. Great. Some people want to give back from a financial perspective or spend time in different places. It it has to just align with your values and in a way that makes you feel more rested, more uplifted, I think is what we get from that type of rest. So we've spoken about the seven different types of rest today as identified by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, and we've spoken a little bit about some of the warning signs when your team might need this type of rest, but what I've hoped you've taken away from today is an awareness of these types of rest for you as the business owner and entrepreneur, and maybe some ways that you can start to bake in this kind of rest into your routine as we head into a new year very soon, because it will make you a better business owner. It will make you a better entrepreneur. It will make you more productive. It's going to certainly help you be a better leader to your team. And I guess my final word when it comes to rest is drop the guilt around it. I held a lot of guilt about rest, particularly that creative rest I spoke about earlier, for a long, long time. Rest is as important to anything else we do in our business and maybe even more so yet we seem to hold this guilt about it. Drop the guilt. That is it for me for today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. As always, if you would love to connect with other business owners and entrepreneurs to chat all things HR and business, join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. You can find it over in Facebook groups or the link will be in today's show notes wherever you're listening to this episode. Right, that's it for me for today. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll be back again next week for a brand new episode of the podcast. 